Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, the Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 legend. G'day, mate. Former West Coast Eagles player. They can mm. probably do with you at the moment. And Perth Football Club President. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, the other side of the country, it's, all, it's Woodstock. Over here, it's... Absolute doom and gloom. <laughs> I just, uh, I was just hoping today's paper and done and busted on page three for the Eagles and the fan fury. So collectively, the two teams, um, and we'll talk about the two teams, but uh, collectively, the uh, aggregate loss was the biggest I think since two thousand and eight in one round. Uh, obviously, a hundred and eight point loss to by the Eagles to Carlton on Saturday night, and forty eight point loss. Uh, by the Dockers uh, against Brisbane at the Gabba. A lot of teams will go up to the Gabba and get pulled apart, Barra, and we'll talk about that in a Mate, minute. The but Dockers people very unhappy about being included in that. Because are they? they're going, hang on. We're 48, 48 points. And we lost by 48 points to one of the top teams, and suddenly we've been included in the whole shamozzle. Six weeks ago, yeah, I've had so they were talking them up as top four chances, yeah, and now yeah. it's okay to lose by 48 no, points. No, no, no one said it's okay, but. I get where they're coming from. They're going, hang on, how did we get thrown into that mess? You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, that hot mess. <laughs> it's not really us. I guess it's WA football. And then there was the the front page, the obituary. Reminded me of the old Ashes obituary in the, before the turn of the 19th century. No, 18, was it 18? I wrote it down here. What year was it? It was 1886 or something. English cricketers died, the body's been cremated and the ashes taken to Australia and began the Ashes series. It was a bit like that, wasn't what it? What are we going to burn, a Sharon or something? <laughs> burn a footy. But it really, I mean, I think the Dockers probably are, a, it's a little bit unfair on them, isn't it? To get dragged into WA football's dead, the death of WA football. Would that be fair? I think people are unhappy because they expected more from the Dockers. Mm. Now, maybe youngest we got a, maybe we got a bit of fourth youngest li- um, squad in the comp to start the year. And on the weekend, youngest team. Yeah. yeah. Look, maybe we got a bit ahead of ourselves with the Dockers. I, I certainly expected them to play finals. Um, I didn't have them in my four. thought they'd be just outside that. Um, and, I it's still, only, and it's only two and five, so I, they can come back. I still have hopes for the squad itself because I think it's a gro- it's, there's a bit of growth to come from that squad, particularly in attack. But clearly there's an issue mm. in the middle of the ground with contested football and ground ball yeah. gets. They've lost that every category yeah, this yeah. year. Well, look so at I think stats. that is a major issue. The hitouts they won 46 to 31 against. So they won the hitouts. Darcy. It's been a problem all year. And then Barrett. the clearances, they, they got belted in the clearances, centre clearances and stoppage clearances. So unless Fife can come back and make a difference or So that's really Erasmus. interesting. Yeah. But, mate, but just before, I yeah. know you're trying to slide out of this. No, but I'm not just put your, put yep. your, if Say you're a Hawthorne man. Yep. Okay. Well, I am a Hawthorne yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, you know how, say this is Hawthorne getting attacked about being crap. and that. that yeah. But Hawthorne has been. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying is the Dockers, they made the finals last year. Mm-hmm. How would you be feeling if you were being slammed this way I'd about your season so far? I'd be, oh, look, I'd be. And with the young squad that you've got and the young players, you've just recruited Luke Jackson. You're doing well financially. Yep. Uh, It's completely different to West Coast, isn't it? It is different to West Coast, but they have still been a major disappointment so far this year. They would admit that. Mm -hmm. If they don't, they're kidding themselves. But it's not the death of the club. No, no, not by any means. Look, if if you look at the glass half full last weekend, so Andrew Brayshaw, who we now believe has been carrying a knee injury Mm -hmm. and is dealing with that. We've been talking about. We have. uh, Better from him last weekend. Not that he hasn't been uh, contributing. He just hasn't been to the levels that he um, reached last year, which were were very, very high MVP. So I still think the forward line, it's got a lot of growth in it. So Mm -hmm. let's just... 
And interestingly, last weekend, Justin Longmuir, the coach, admitted the game plan hasn't been working. Um, changed it up. Fundamentally, we've been mm. mucking around with the footy and changed it up and went a little bit too crazy the other yeah. way. Yeah, first quarter, 78 handballs. And Unheard of, 78 handballs. So it got Most that, for the year in one quarter. Got that bit right, attacked through the, the cold or used handball, but just too Feed much. the guy, honour the, honor the, you know, the call, all that sort of stuff. And unfortunately, on the end of the chain, normally, generally on the end of each chain was a skill error. Yeah, and Hayden... Hayden Young didn't kick that goal. That first one would have been magnificent. Maybe that could have tipped it over. But at least they're trying. No, but I, what all I'm saying is that I, I get why the Dockers fans are going, jeepers, the eggs are the ones in the strife, and suddenly we've been dragged in on the whole mess. Yeah, look, but I think if you look at it, the Eagles weren't expected to get anywhere near the eight this year. The Dockers were. So that's where people are coming from, and I think that's fair criticism, Barra. Okay, we might have got ahead of ourselves, and it's a two-, three-year burn for them. It's going to be a longish window for Fremantle. But I think we expected more than mm. it has been delivered so far this year. You've got to say oh, they've yeah. been disappointing. At the end of the year, absolutely, if you go down that path. But I reckon they'll finish 8th to 10th, won't they? Will they? And if they do, I mean, you won't be... There's a lot of improvement if them, if that's going to happen you at the moment. You won't be batting an eyelid if they finish 8th well, to 10th. Well, let's just say there's a chance for them to get it back on track this week, playing Hawthorne at <laughs> Optus Stadium. Yeah. By the way, that's no gimme, because Hawthorne's improved immeasurably the last three, two, three weeks. Yeah. In, in every category. And, you know, it was they just really, drop off a quarter yeah, here or there, they're, don't they? They're one quarter away mm. from competing with the good teams. And it happens every week. Mm-hmm. And last weekend it was the Western Bulldogs. One quarter got them. So they're not far away. Yep. So Frio need to bring their best this week. No, no doubt. It's just, and I, I, I was amazed too that, you know, they're talking about a third team in Western Australia. And Eddie, Eddie McGuire actually said it. So it's coming from a pretty strong source, isn't it? That Western Australia has been considered as the 20th team and that there is a consortium here looking at it. And that it could be, if it's regional, it could be in Geraldton. So I did a very long feature on this over the summer. And uh, we looked at if there is um, going to be 20 teams, would it, would it be in Western Australia? We Interestingly, the sums over New Northern Territory weren't great. I spoke to people involved in footy in the Northern mm. Territory who'd been there for some time, and they just don't think there's the corporate support there. Mm. So, what, where does it? So, what we landed on here was we spoke to people at June Lup. June Lup's super keen. The the, um, the mayor up there. We spoke to people down in Mandurah. We spoke to people down in the southwest. So, Bustleton, the Southwest Pelicans, but as well, obviously Geraldton with it. Did you go to Geraldton? We did. We went. We touched yeah. on Geraldton because they're it, like I'm a waffle expert because I'm a president, and that is the one that is the best regional zone by far. So, if you're and going outside actually, the metro area, you're talking yeah. Geraldton. Yeah, and 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 really, it is it is the best recruiting zone in Australia. In terms of producing AFL players, it's the best recruiting zone in Australia. When you, and Harry Taylor's been driving up there. Josh Kennedy's up there now. And Cripps. you just you just list the number of players that Cripps have come through. Cripps by several. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Patrick Cripps, Brownlow medalist, obviously, is currently representing them. And they've got a sort of feeling, like East Fremantle's played a lot of games up there now. They're starting to play games at, at Geraldton. And... I think it, that could actually possibly be – it'll be in 10 years' time, so it doesn't matter how our teams are going now, our AFL teams, but in a decade's time, when they go for the 20th team, when Tasmania's finally in, it doesn't – it's not a crazy idea. It's not a crazy so idea. So you reckon WA can sustain three teams? Because I have question marks over that. Well, that's the other thing about being north is that you can really tap into the mining communities, can't you? I mean, that's that's where the funding would come from. You wouldn't be able to build a what sort of stadium up there? That'd be the tricky bit, I suppose. How would you do that? I mean, I think Tasmania's been very fortunate that the Prime Minister's thrown all that money in there, don't you think? Like, if I was a Tasmanian and I didn't like footy, I'd be going, what are you doing? Well, it replenishes that area, though, and mm. growth will come around it. So I actually don't mind it. I think there is worse ideas Seven hundred fifty million. A lot of money, isn't it? It is. But the, little state the government's like not contributing seven fifty. Other The state government's contributing a portion. The AFL's contributing. So yeah, they AFL have, bugger all, but 15 the, mil. That's right. But the actual area will be replenished. So I think if it develops that area, then I that's and that's what Albanese has But if been you spent $750 million on housing... Yeah, <laughs> hospitals, schools, we just housing. sort out the joint. That's right. We'll <laughs> but tourism, need a bit of housing here, just quietly. Tourism's big, I suppose. But, but I, anyway, I think Geraldton. So you think Geraldton could sustain it, given it's it's a very busy regional centre? Mm. Um, would it have the support there? 
Well, it, it feels like it does. And talking to the blokes at East Fremantle, they think it's quite a progressive place. The council's quite progressive. They what are you really call them Northampton as well. We ready for sharks? We've got a sharks in the NRL. Obviously, they probably wouldn't. It'd uh, have to be sharks, wouldn't it? Well, it makes sense. Mate, how good would that be? What would it be? It couldn't be the jerk. What about would the whale sharks? The Midwest sharks. The whale sharks. The whale sharks. The Midwest whale sharks. Anyway, that's uh, but Eddie Maguire's pushing that. He's saying that it's happening and that uh, well, someone's looking at it. I'm not sure it. if it's happening. I think they're looking at it at this stage. Well, uh, there's a consortium. Yeah. Okay. Now, he wouldn't say that on television if he didn't think there mm-hmm. was someone having a crack, wouldn't he? I remember when South Fremantle had a crack before the Eagles. And I think he might even be in East Perth. There was a couple of waffle clubs trying to get up a team into the AFL. And people were poo-pooing it, going, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do that. And then a, an independent group came together and formed the West Coast Eagles, and bang, there it was. I'm driving home one day, and my name's been called out that I'm probably playing for the West Coast Eagles. How'd going, you feel? How did that feel? <laughs> I only crashed my car. I couldn't believe it. it was, and I was thinking, that's not going to happen. And a lot of blokes did. Earl Spalding and all those guys that left, Nicky Winterbottom, all the guys that left, Mark Bearstow, they never thought it was going to happen. But it did, <laughs> didn't it? Mm. Changed the world forever. Uh, so the Eagles, para. So where are we at? I think it was compounded by the fact that it was a 108-point loss on Saturday night. And to me, um, what they've given this year so far was effort. So you can forgive them for big losses given their injury list. But I thought on Saturday night, and it might have been just an accumulative thing that, you know, there's so much been put on a lot of kids, but I just thought the effort wasn't there. I thought the toes went up pretty early. The white flag went up pretty early. And that's what I was disappointed about with the Eagles at the weekend. And then obviously it didn't help the next day when their waffle team gets beaten by 111 points. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, you can talk about – I mean, and, and all year we've spoken about, yes, it's a long injury list, but why is it a long injury list? We've seen Peter Sumich come out and call for a, a review into everything mm. from the top to bottom of the club. We're definitely but having a review. Now, um, and now all and sundry are calling for Adam Simpson's head. Adam Simpson um, doubles so down today and says, I'm up for the fight, and he is up for the fight. No question about it. And he has been a great coach, and the Eagles have – he's contracted till the end of next year, so that's soft cap money. Now, I've checked that out. Yep. He's contracted, so I think we need to spread this around. Yep. He's contracted to the end of 2025. Yep. 2025. So, so that's, that's two so years that's, of so, soft cap. So that's where the, the complication is, isn't it? He yep. holds all the cards. It'll be a $2 million payout. I mean, who's going to pay out $2 million? Well, and it then comes have off to, your soft cap. Yeah, and then you get fined for being over your soft cap, and then, then you have to employ someone else. If you employ Buckley... Well, I was going to say names like Jamie Graham, but poor old Jamie Graham now is probably can't. He probably won't be looked Don at. Don Pike, he? Dean Cox. Yeah, those. Even Sydney sort of fading a bit as well. Interesting. To, is I suppose the question is: is is he the man for the job? Now they've. I reckon they've had that conversation. I reckon the board has had the conversation with Simo and Trevor Nisbet's had the conversation and looked him in the eye and said, "Mate, are you the man for the job?" Have you got the guts to carry this through? Have you got the energy, the determination? Not many coaches go, as you said last week, not many coaches go through and come out still the coach of the team after a rebuild. No, and nor should they. I think my, my only point with Adam Simpson being a great coach, still a great coach, but there is he a development he's coach? Too, he's been there too long. Mm. Um, and How so, long has he been there, 12? T- yeah, but the time, I think it's 11. By the time you come out the other side, that's 15, 16 years. Yeah. If you're talking, well, we're talking that that's long right. for a rebuild. That's the same for Damien Hardwick. That Hardwick's. was my only question. Well, I don't think it's fair on Adam Simpson. And this bloke is but not... He's, a, but only he can judge that. Yeah, that's so true. So if he's got the, he's got the cards because he's got the massive contract, he's sitting there, he goes, am I ready to go back to Victoria? The kids like it here. I quite like living here. This is a pretty good community. I think the Eagles can rebuild. They've got massive money. I, I own a fast food outlet in the state. Do I really need to go? So he's holding those cards. and the, So the Eagles can only go to him and go, do you think you're the man? He says, I think I've got the energy. I can do it. But games like on the weekend, they're the ones that make you start to question yourself yeah. and question him, don't that, they? It's, it's hard when you have those losses. I think they've looked at it and said, we're going to go through a fair bit of pain the next two, three years. Um, Do you so want to go through That's it? right. And he is up for the fight because the bloke's not a quitter, Barrow. You look at his 300-game career, he's mm, captain of mm. his team. So he, 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 don't worry, he's up for the fight. My but only question is whether it's, whether it's fair on him, whether yep. it's fair on the club. I think he, I'd like to see him coach somewhere else at some stage, you know. So anyway. But would he be looking at Ross Lyon and going, Ross took the payout, sat out, 
and came back and looking and looking good. Would that be good? I could take two million. Well, that'd take be a, up, take you twelve months off. Again, going to be media, up to him, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah. So he he must be weighing all that up. It's the same. It's the same for Damien Hardwick now, isn't it? It is it, very it, much. Do so. we think Richmond about to go through a bit of a rebuild? We do. If we do, is he the man? He, I mean, he's. I mean, it's amazing. It was amazing talking about Alistair Clarkson like this, and then he did get the bullet. Like, who thought that would have happened? Now, does it happen to Hardwick as well? He probably won't get the bullet because he's... Well, every oh, coach has a use-by date, Barrett. I know. Well, Haw- he- how did Hawthorne had politics, uh, probably. I don't reckon Richmond would have that politics. But he also No, they, they don't. But he's also stayed there too long, Clarkson. I think there's... It's too long. We found that Clarkson out with Kevin or, Sheedy. Or, or, Clarkson was too long. Or Hardwick. Clarkson was too long, and we're probably getting there now with Hardwick. Hardwick could be 15 years after the Reed Bill as well. Like so, is that is that too long? Yes. And it how is. can you get rid of a bloke who? What has he done? He's transformed Richmond. Well, so did Clarkson at Hawthorne. Yeah, did well, everyone, you, you, you guys are a brilliant club. You probably didn't need much transforming, but Richmond. Well, whew. you could say Peggy O'Neill, Brendan Gale. You know, mm. they also had a big hand in that as well. It's not just one person, but clearly, and don't forget, halfway through his tenure. There were question marks over Damien Harwick, and the club yeah. backed him yeah. and, and, and reviewed won. the whole footy operations, and then backed him, and, and it turned. How many around. flags did he win? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, so, so they'd have the conversation. That, that's going to happen soon. They're going to have that conversation with him. If and they're, they're say, not already, do you think you're the man? And if he says yes, I guess you've got to so back I him. I believe he's contracted to the end of next year. Mm. So, they you'd have to have, start having that conversation now. Pretty interesting time. Fair process. It is. So, look, you know, I mean, it's. It's going to be. Let's hope things turn around for Frio because it's really hard to see things turning around for the Eagles at the moment. Barra, bit of doom and gloom over here, but over east, it's it's all light, fluffy clouds, blue skies. Collingwood won again. Oh, what a Come great game. Behind. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but obviously the announcement pending um, Tasmania, I believe maybe as early as tomorrow morning it might it will be announced. So we're talking 2027, 2028 coming in and 2029 new stadium. Uh, I, I love I love the news, and the other news, of course, was uh, finally mm. yesterday was unveiled. Andrew Dillon as the new CEO of the AFL, Gill to stay on till October one, October two. Uh, question marks over the process. It's been it has been a strange process. It was about a 15, 16 months since yeah. Gill they appoint, said, I'm and leaving. they appointed the bloke in the next office. Spent a million bucks on a <laughs> on a global search, and yeah, the guy's sitting a couple of meters away. The funny bit too is that Gill's staying around. Now I'm a Gill fan, so I'm thinking so the longer he stays, the better for me, particularly with the Tasmania negotiations and everything else. But this is helps Andrew. Not that like he's been there twenty three years. They've worked together for that long, the two of them. So I mm. think it was more of a two blokes who know each other intimately, saying let's work this together until October because we've got some pretty hard territory to negotiate here. They do. They've got the um, obviously the Hawthorne racism probe. You've got two uh, a collective bargaining agreement with the AFL and the AFLW, which is is proving to be difficult. The Tassie team coming in, you've still got um, you've got to review that soft cap mm. because it's still quite low. The ceiling on that, so there's a fair bit to get through. And I think um, uh, so. I, I don't. I'm not really critical of that. I don't mind that. He's been there over ten years, Gillen. So what what's the big deal if he's there till October? I just find the whole recruiting process oh, quite yeah. unusual. And do they come for Simon Garlic at the end of the year? Do they say hey, I don't think so come now. on Gallo, we need you back up. Well I think Brendan Gale might, might be the one they're really looking at oh, okay. to go in there and be But he missed the job, so would that happen? Well, you know what it's like when you apply for a job. If you and I apply for the yep. same job and you win and I lose, it's very unusual for me to stay because I mean I'd be after your job. Not if, not if, uh, and not if it's painted to you that you come in, you head footy, and you've got the Tasmania brief. They've appointed a woman as the head. She's interim. Yeah, but they're not going to. They're not going to tip her out. You can't tip out a woman once you've put a woman. What if? What if Gail comes in as his two IC? With the over and your brief is Tasmania getting this up and about, and he is a Tasmanian, and then the accepted the Kira Billy by four, so mm. it'll be Demetrio, um, yeah, to McLaughlin, to Dylan, to Gale. Mm. It's not beyond the realms. I think He's pretty young. Andrew and Brendan Dylan, Gale is a really intelligent, smart yeah. guy, and I think that um, you if know, you could get that going, that'd be a great team. By the way. One for the good guys, because everyone you talk to, and I haven't had a lot to do with Andrew Dillon, everyone you talk to in the industry Mm. is that he's got the credentials to do it. So I'm not bagging the appointment. I think it's a great appointment, by the way. Um, He is just the uh, ripping bloke. 
And I think he you could you could see that yesterday in his conference. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a footy first guy. He's got yeah. that footy background. Played for Xavier, but not, played. not a footy nuffy, but a footy did play yeah. footy. Got three daughters. Yep. The thing I wanted to ask you was, so I, like I talk to people outside of sport. I talk to rugby league people, and they're going, well, "Hang on." So you've got three of the most powerful clubs on the bottom of the ladder, three of the clubs that have won, is it seven of the last ten premierships? So Richmond, West Coast and Hawthorne, <laughs> and you're bringing in a new team? <laughs> What's going on? But footy cyclical people, you're meant to, the way it's meant to work with all the footy socialism, the salary cap, yep, the draft, yep. it's meant to work that it's cyclical and you win a flag every 18 years. Now, of course, that's never going to happen. You're going to have more cashed up clubs, less cashed up clubs. It's not mm. going to work like that. But there's also the mechanism in place where, you know, we saw it at Hawthorne, we're seeing it at Richmond now, we've clearly seen it at West Coast, who acted too late to rebuild. Yeah. Hawthorne acted too late to rebuild. Richmond might be the same. Uh, well, it's equalisation at what, work. You're this right. This is what no, happens. That's part of it. So, but, but, but what they're saying is, have you got enough players? Yeah, for, really for, good point. I think we club. do. I think we do. Where, what, what, where are they going to get them from? The okay. West Coast Eagles? They're going to take Alex Pierce from the Dockers? Are they going to, you know, like, where are they going to get these So from? I think what you've got to do is, um, d- let's take into uh, population growth into account here. So there's going to be population growth. I think we need to make our recruiting pathways and our talent identification better because I have no doubt around regional and country Australia that there are there is so much talent that is untapped. So you're I gonna just have to manufacture them somehow. Well, you're, you're not manufacturing; you're just identifying them yeah. and nurturing them. You get your pathways better and you get your identification better. I have no doubt. You know what? I I actually think and will the standard slip. I don't think too much because if you get them in an AFL system, you'll bring them up to another pace. sixty players. Yeah, I reckon another sixty because I think AFL lists should be bigger anyway. I think yeah, they right. should be much bigger than they are. So because you're going to smash a lot of the local comps. Well, you you won't because the, if you get it right, you're going to have players coming up from underneath. Now, the other thing about Tassie Barra is they've been losing numbers. The junior footy numbers are pretty poor in Tassie at the moment. There's a lot of reasons for that. One is they haven't got an AFL team, so there's no aspiration. So you've had North and Hawthorne mm, playing mm. there, but it's not their team. So they've been going, the Jack Jumpers have come into the NBL, and they've been very successful. Yeah. They're losing kids to other sports. Mate, it's no coincidence that's why the AFL's moved. The Jack Jumpers are stealing. Huge they've, reason. They've, they've, they've taken the, the lion's share of the big kids at the moment, haven't they? They, they have. And, and they've successful. We thought the name was Puparama. It turns out what a great name. name yeah. What an ant it is. All that sort of By stuff. By the way, I can tell you right now, it's the Tassie Devils. It's going to be the Devils. Yeah, well, the, be the, the AFL Tasmania side has is registered that name. So yeah. AFL's got the name. I just think it makes so the a Devils lot of sense. play the Demons. Yeah, right. It's all right. That's going to be interesting. Nah, it's all right. No, no, I'm not it's, the same. It's, it's actually, it's a. Just got to get a head around it's it. A, it's a uh, marsupial nocturnal creature, of course. The oh, Tasmanian course. Devil is actually something. I always go to that cartoon of that Tasmanian Devil. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. Tasmanian Devil. So I, I think that. Just to answer it, I do think that we have the um, – I think we can sustain not only 19, but I think 20 teams. I think we can do 20 teams. Well, I'll give you the tip. The teams that haven't prepared for the – because they're going to lose all the draft picks yep. too. That's yep. the, So Hawthorne's been clever. Inadvertently, West Coast are clever. So this actually might turn out to be great for West Coast. That's right. That they will get a lot of picks because they're sitting on and the bottom of the ladder. And you look at other teams who are stuck in that middle part and who haven't the, yet really yeah. committed to a rebuild who are going to be in all sorts of pain. And when they hand all the Tas- t- all the early picks to Tasmania and you know the middle clubs are getting bugger all, that's when they'll realise, oh, wow, we're in strife here. So who were you big uh, winners over the weekend? Well, let, let's start with the Collingwood-Adelaide game because what a remarkable game that was. 28 mm. points up Adelaide. Uh and you just knew at three-quarter time, this ain't over. And they just, even Incredible. late, even late, just the way they were able just to show the footy smarts. Um, Johnson, great tap for a behind. Never say die. Exactly. And, you know, this is the first time I've Side ever bottom. seen a team come from behind and beat not only the opposition, but in some ways 
in some ways, not bagging umpires, beat the umpires. They did. That was because horrific umpires. Because they've come out now, and I, and so I'm not bagging umpires, and I, I, I'm very supportive, but they have come out and admitted that Murphy decision was wrong. They didn't handle it well. It should have been a free kick. He should have been allowed to leave oh, the Oh, the ground. leaving the field was the worst the part of it. The blood rule, you know. They, they at almost, the other end, there was a decision at the other end. Yeah, well, Johnson, they, they, have, they haven't conceded on that one, the, the Johnson one, yeah. but they definitely conceded on the Murphy one. Oh, the, the coming off the ground was horrific. Look, I, I actually think the standard of umpiring has never been better, Barra. I think it's been really, really good this year. So for the most part, they get a big tick. But you've got to admit when you get it wrong, and that was that was monumentally bad at and the, the po- weekend. And the right team still won. Oh well, they had to, given, which is remarkable. Given what had happened, normally that wouldn't happen. You know, it was funny. You look at the you look at the Adelaide players after the siren, and it's becoming pretty regular. Teams that play Collingwood, it's like what just happened yeah. in that last quarter. Even of Darcy Moore, how good is Darcy Moore? Second brilliant interview after yep. the game, just talking about what it and completely honest about it. And Dacos, Mick Dacos he did, yeah, by keys. And interesting, hey, when you when you actually commit to someone but do it the right way, take space off him. Little so bit only of got body. two Brownlow votes instead of three. <laughs> Who did? He, he, so only got two. No, Brownlow. Didn't. Nick didn't. Guess get how it. many possessions he had. Uh, how many? 27. Yeah, so, which is poor for him. <laughs> which is poor for him. Anyone else would kill for 27 possessions. I don't think he had as... And we've... And we've, we're knocking him for Wasn't in to, their best players. And he was... Oh, kick, yes, he was. He was fourth best. And even kicking in, he, even the... He, I can see... Because he's only 20, so the pressure's going to get to him, and it's getting to him oh, he's now. Had a, he's had a great year. And so he's doing the kick-ins as well. Yeah. Mate, he's doing the kick-ins. It's unbelievable. Like, I didn't take a kick until I was 28. Because it's frightening. He's a beautiful kick. And, that's he, why. and he, he chunked. He sh- he so, look, well done, Collingwood. On top of the ladder. Great belief. The, the coach is coaching out of his skin. Even he in. was surprised in that. Oh, but. yeah. But it's just – and you know what? Even even those of us who aren't that enamoured to the carrying bush, to the black and white. You're coming around. Oh, well, I'm not coming around. I'm just enjoying the spectacle. It's inter- I was even texting my Collingwood mates after that game saying, I'm so happy you won. And yeah. I was thinking, I had to check myself and say, did I really just send that text? That's Everybody's pretty- second or third team. Hey, what about Nick Dacos's jumper, the Anzac Day jumper? Guess how many bids they had on it? How many? A thousand. Oh, yeah. Guess how much it went for? Go on. $16,000. Where, where'd the money go? To? Six, what charity? I don't know where the money went to, but I'm... My, my Anzac po- Appeal, I think. My point is that 16... For a kid who's 20, his jumper has sold mm. by far and away above everybody else's. He's just a revelation. Put a couple of flags in and the, into the CV and how good's he going to be later in his life? So who would you take? Would you take um, Horn Lacey, Horn Francis, or would you take Dacos if you were... If you're having to draft someone, you knew... I'm taking Dacos. You're taking Dacos, are you? Uh, just on the Horn Francis one, uh, and and the other interesting thing of the weekend was Port Adelaide's win over St Kilda um, at Marvel Stadium. I think they're eight from eight at Marvel mm. Port. So they like the fast the fast venue. It's working for Richmond at Marvel. And Ever Kilda since Hardwick City doesn't like playing there, they haven't won. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Ever since he said that, they haven't won. Uh, St Kilda did nothing wrong, by the way. They they helped fought the game out to the end, but Port was just better. And um, interesting if whether that's a template for St Kilda because they did get their forwards really deep mm. and in number, yeah. which didn't allow those yep. St Kilda to flood their defence. So that was a really interesting. Um, but they had well, a chance to win the Saints. Well done to Port, who are now in fifth position after they were a bit um, tenuous early. And you know, well, done. how is honestly how's Tread Ray feeling? How is Warren Treadray? He's feeling? all right. You're allowed to no, no, have no, a no, comment. No. Tell me, if you're Warren Treadray, and after was it round? It was after their I think showdown. It was round two, two or three. Yeah, yeah. He said that Ken Hinckley's position is untenable. So in other words, he needs to be sacked. Oh, how would he honestly be feeling now? He'd probably be feeling a bit silly. A bit silly. Yeah, but he's allowed to have have an opinion. He's paid to work in the he's media. A, he's allowed. He's to a have legend an opinion. of the club. It's all right. He's we all get it S-can- wrong every now and then. I called for Josh Kennedy to be to, re, to retire. He's S canned. You're not a legend of the Eagles, mate. No, that's true. He's he's a legend of the club. He's S canned the coach, and it turns out the coach knew what he was doing. Well, he looks a bit silly, but that's what happens he's when in- you put your head on the chopping block every now and then. And he's done it. Is there a lesson there for us all? Well, no. I don't want people not to have opinions and voice them. I think I'm glad he voiced that opinion. But it's stupid opinions. Well, it was, we don't want stupid opinions. It's a bit opinions. silly now. And I mean, it? I've made stupid opinions, I'm sure. And ba- Benny last week, he tipped the Eagles. He's probably thinking I shouldn't have tipped the Eagles. But th- that is one of the world, that is world class balls Man. up. Oh, geez, there's been some shockers over the years. But uh, anyway. oh, look, yeah, he's all right, Tread Ray. I mean, he's, he'd be feeling the heat over there, don't worry. Oh. Hey, uh, Geelong Essendon was interesting. I think they, 
they got jumped, and I was both the Collingwood and Essendon games. I was looking at with intrigue. What was the five day break from Anzac Day going to do? Well, we found out because Geelong were four three in front of them mm. um, at quarter time. Hawkins. So they kick six three to two. Hawkins kicks four in the first quarter, and you know what they won by? I think four four. Mm. So for after the early jump, it was a pretty even game. So so yeah. why didn't it affect Collingwood? You reckon the five day? Oh, I think it probably did. They got jumped early. They were just good. Mate, to they come were back. going like gangbusters in the last quarter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it didn't affect them at all. I think it did early. Oh, you mean it just took the edge off them? Yeah, early. But it didn't affect their and fitness then they worked or their, their run. Way in, worked their way into the game. Oh, they're a super fit team. Uh, Gold Coast v Richmond, so 24 points. And Richmond stays that little bit of comeback late. But they're mm. just – where are the Tigers at, do you think? I don't know, but they've got a problem at Marvel. I won't know that. And two, They don't have to play there that often, so. It, it looks like they're um, – it looks like they'll miss the eight now, doesn't it? So they're third last. Can you believe that Richmond are third last? Yeah, I think so. And look, they have got players out. They're behind I think North Lynch Melbourne. Is a huge just, out. Just let that sink in. They're behind oh, yeah, North no. Melbourne. That, that How is... bad with North Melbourne? How yeah. did Richmond get behind North Melbourne? Oh yeah, they were. <laughs> well, so that North Melbourne Melbourne game, so ninety point loss to North. That was going on at the same time the Eagles Carlton, and we were looking oh. at the board saying, "Geez, who's going to finish? Who's going to be the worst loser here, North or?" Mate, what's happened at North Melbourne? Do you reckon? And the sugar hit's worn off, but. How well, how have they gone back to where they were? Remember last week I was talking about the Ross Lyon sugar hit too, remember? But anyway, not that I don't think Oof. that's worn off just yet. Yeah, it's cheapers. Uh, well, I what think, about North? What's maybe up? maybe it's where their list's at. Now they're saying Griffin Logue is fat. Oh, Somebody has come out and had a crack at him. They reckon he looked fat. Uh, I had a close look and I didn't think he was. No, I don't think that, he's that, fat. That big contracts, complacency... All that sort of stuff. Well, when you do get the big contracts, and and sometimes it's hard. Don't forget, they've had a bit of an influx of players at that club. Sometimes it's hard to just come in, and it's not going to gel straight away. And on good money, I think Mm. Clarkson won't tolerate it. That's for sure. And they had a couple of good wins early to set set themselves up, and now clearly they've fallen away. And right now, the two worst teams in it are West Coast and North, easily. And they play each other coming up. So the battle, the battle, the fight, Harley Reid Cup. Yeah. Or the or the get rid of your first pick and split it, which is I think what they'll think seriously give up, about. Give doing. up that kid. Well, if you can get two or three, if you can get two first rounders and maybe an early second rounder or something, you if can. If you manif- knew that Nick Dacos was there, yep. or if you knew that Jason Horn Francis was there, would you split your pick? Uh, yeah, I would. You would. I think it would be the only thing about Harley. You know, it depends. What is he? A mixture of Dusty Martin and uh, Patrick Dangerfield. That's a pretty good mix. I like that. Luke Hodge and oh, Luke Hodge. That's right. I love that. <laughs> oh, look. It depends what your needs are. I think it makes a lot of sense for a club to split their picks. I'm still getting over them. The Eagles splitting their picks and missing out on Sheasel because that's what happened. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, but I mean, even he's dropped off. So look, it's they're in a bit of pain at the moment. They just have to, this is what it is, Barry. So the yeah. Eagles play North and the Eagles play Hawthorne. I think they play Hawthorne in Tassie, so they'll probably lose that one. The North game might decide who finishes on the bottom. Good. If unless, it's not unless the Eagles beat the Dockers in the second derby, <laughs> which is, can you imagine? Well, they might have players back by then. Well, they might have players. They have and Chewy, they, Yo, and they, maybe Nick Natanui. They might they, have players back by then. Because they're all be trying to fight for the bottom spot now. Now, the game we haven't spoken about yet is uh, was probably my favourite of the weekend, GWS and Sydney. Now, I picked GWS, Barra, remember? I know you did, mate. Very good. Although I was... I was Jeez, you were lucky. <laughs> I know. About two minutes to go, I thought, oh, well, I got we got close with Toby it. Toby Green. Toby Green. And how is he allowed to be forward of that stoppage unattended? I know. He's, you know, I'll tell you how it happened. He's, you could see it. He's just... He's that clever a footballer. It's a good snap. He though. just oh yeah, yeah. he kicks excellent those. snap. He kicks those. Yeah, and it reminded me of that. I think we talked about when James Heard skewered the Eagles with that goal right on the siren and hugged the bloke in the crowd. It was like that. Someone get on Heard. Somebody get on Green. And I, you know what? Dermot Brereton called it brilliantly. Mm, I give he did. Dermot credit there. He he saw it happening. He read the play. He's going forward. He said he's going forward to this next stoppage. And you know, uh, hey, you know what it was. Rampy wasn't playing, was he? So the, so Hasn't played for several yeah, weeks. So They're missing a few. So they, he, he would have been the organiser. He would have said, get on bloody green. So you know, GWS right? was missing Sam Taylor, who's a massive out. He was mm. headed for another All-Australian. Yeah, no, but jumper. I'm just talking about that actual play. Well, yeah, Rampy yeah. would have absolutely yeah, been yeah. around there. And plus, Because how, who, how could you let Green be open on that? It was a good snap, though. Is he the most important player to his team's fortunes? 
Absolutely. It's an interesting category. Mate, he's one of the best players in the comp. I know hey, that. What, what, about, what about the medal presentation? Oh, oh, yeah. oh look, Let me Brett just Kirk. give it to you, Cold. Yeah. What was your impression of Kirk? Oh, no, it was a snub. <laughs> well, he just couldn't get over the fact that the game had been stolen. He couldn't lift his body. I wasn't lift. happy. Yeah. But doesn't he work for the Giants? Uh, don't know. I don't know. I, I reckon he works that. for the Giants. I saw young Canelio at Perth. Yep. Okay. Or is he a runner? Hang on. Is he a runner for the Swans? Maybe he's a runner I for think the Swans. He, I thought he was with Sydney. But he, he uh, definitely wasn't happy about the f- giving the, thing, the medal to Toby Green. We better preface He was it. ready to give it to Luke Parker. He was going to give him the big hug and a kiss and where are we, son? And he's got to give it to the arch enemy. <laughs> that we was probably We funny. better preface it and say, Brett Kirk, wonderful footballer in his day. He's a different cat. So it could have just been him having a moment. Yeah, true. It's true. Yeah, but it, did, it looked like a snub to me. Yes, it was. <laughs> and Toby Green took it off almost immediately. Yeah, they now, always do that. Why do you think they do that, players? Because they're taking away the individual accolade yeah, no, but and saying, "I'm part of the team." Here. It looks like you're, you're sort of downgrading the award, don't you, when you do that? Yeah, a little bit. But uh, especially with the Norm Smiths, I've seen them. I think I, I saw Petrarca, Petrarca did that straight after the Melbourne game. Yeah. You know, he took it straight off, and I was thinking, but then he put it back on. He must have said, what, I'm winning a Norm Smith or a premiership medal, and it ain't ever coming off. We're wearing it for five days. Showering in it. No, it's (laughs) not coming off. (laughs) It is not coming off. Uh, So, look, um, anyone else jump out at you? Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs, DeBont, 200th game. Mm. What a wonderful player he is. Fantastic guy. Will Day. I keep yeah, talking him up for a he? reason. My God, how good is he? Very hard. Jeepers. Very big work rate. And they've signed him for a couple, which is good for Hawthorne. Mate, you found someone there. I'm, I'm happy with some of your young blokes. I tell mm. you what, that midfield, how strong are they? Mm. Newcomb. The, the, and, and you know the conversation we're having? It's interesting because what was Hawthorne criticised for at the end of last year? Getting rid of Mitchell and O'Meara. And yeah. they were very, very good servants of the Hawthorne Footy Club. But how's the midfield going now? It's going okay. I'm going to get out the popcorn and be interested to watch uh, how Hawthorne goes next couple of years, particularly with Tassie coming in. They might have been smarter than us all, you know what I mean? Yeah, they might. Barra, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, and thank you to Thirsty Camel. We will be giving away a 30-can block of Great Northern Super Crisp on Thursday, Barra. Beautiful drop, that one. This one from Mitch from Claremont. Hey, lads, just an idea I had around lessening stoppages and congestion in our game. Could you see a rule stopping players diving on the player on the floor and locking it in the contest, a la Rugby Union? In Union, the players must keep their feet if they are contesting the breakdown. Perhaps if the third man in contesting the ball goes off his feet, it could be a free kick. I haven't given it a great deal of thought myself, and maybe there are some blatant problems I can't see. But I can only imagine it would create less players around the ball and more players standing off to receive a handball. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, because in rugby it works beautifully because you've got to keep your feet so it doesn't become just this big wrestling match on the ground. Not a, not a silly idea because what they do now, of course, is you get in there and you try to pull the ball into the bloke so that he gets caught holding the ball and he has to try to push it out. Or that fake attempt to... to, to, to <laughs> the ridiculous. old fake yeah, handball, yeah. yeah. It's a very interesting thing. I actually think the game's still in pretty good nick, mate, to be honest. I, I don't look at games and say, oh, it's too congested anymore. I think the game is pretty free-flowing. Yeah. But it's nice a very Mitch. good point. That's nice, nice Very Mitch. good point. Uh, Marie writes, highest quarters and barra. Surely it's time the AFL look to compensate WA clubs for the travel they are forced to do. Evidence suggests travel does contribute to cutting short players' careers. How much has travel contributed to the premature falling off the cliff and countless injuries over the last couple of seasons for West Coast and also past teams of their premiership years? Warrants the question. That's a really good email, Marie. I think that you've got to question whether plane travel, air travel, affects their ability to Mm. recover from injuries. And and well, you've mate, done it. Well, how, you how feel- did you find when you were travelling? Oh, it was with the horrible. Eagles? We used to drink on the way back though, which didn't which help. Which is but, no good. No, did you didn't drink after a loss though? Only a win. Yeah, but we used to win a lot. Okay, like, fair enough. A lot. That's a good point. You know, and so, but the problem being is that you can't treat your injuries properly, and I think the air pressure actually has an effect on corks, and they bleed more. Which is why Lee Matthews them. used to fly the plane at lower altitude. Well, he right? didn't fly the plane. He probably could, but he didn't. He so there's there's two things there for you to talk about, and for me to ask you about. Yep. The Eagles, the Eagles and Dockers will have to travel to Tasmania, which I don't even know if there's a direct, direct flight. Is there now. a direct flight there to Hobart? There is from, from Bustleton. To, to, but to Hobart? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be. Or is yeah. it Launceston? I'd be Lonnie, probably. Yeah, so not exactly ideal. And then, so that's another trip. And how do you feel about that? 
And the other side of it is Eddie on the uh, – I'm not spoken about Eddie McGuire a bit, but he does toss him up. He reckons that the Giants should not play in Victoria. They should play all their games at the, in Western now you're Sydney. Talking, now you're talking conferences, though, which so, is what we might get to if there's yeah. 20 teams. But it, I tell you what, it's not a bloody bad idea because I always thought Canberra would be a great place for another third team, for, you know, for the next team to come in. Like, we've got three here. Instead of us having three – the next, the twentieth team comes into Canberra. But if the Giants play all their games in Sydney or Canberra, so their away games all playing. I'm in starting. Canberra, to what come, do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. I'm starting to come round to the idea that if you do get twenty teams in, and you're going to have to because you can't have nineteen. Um, and by the way, how does the gather round work with nineteen teams? Interesting. Mm, mm. Uh, if you have twenty teams, I think conferences. I think out of fairness to teams like West Coast and Frio, who travel more than anyone. Yeah. I think out of fairness, conferences might give you a little bit more equalisation because, you know, you will have to then the two the winners of the conferences get together for yeah. a final series at the end of the year. But I think well, geographically, that's what happened. Gives them more opportunity in the NFL, wasn't it? They yep. they did that because of that exact reason. West Coast, East Coast. So I think we're getting there. We'll get there. And if you're putting two more teams on the East Coast, so one in Tassie, and if you do put one in Queensland or wherever, if we don't get it over here. The travel factor is unbelievable, yeah. isn't it, really? It, it is unfair. And Collingwood would never come here, basically. So, mate, it's a lot to think about. A lot to think about. G'day, G-Men. <laughs> if you're a bona fide Eagles fan, you knew bottom two was coming this year. So let's not get too forensic. West Coast simply don't have the list or availability at the moment to compete. My main concern is development. About the only thing I'll agree with Suma on from his player ratings column, is the club's player development. What is happening there? Why don't they have the very best elite people in there? With all due respect, they have ex-waffle players in their development and management roles. This is what has me really worried about the future and development of the current and next year's draft picks, which they have to get 100% right. For a rich club, they sure don't spend money on sourcing the very best, from an outsider's perspective anyway. And Barra, you and your waffle president cronies could assist with player development and allow West Coast more concessions for recruitment. Get your one win for the year over this week and change things for the sake of young aspiring AFL players. players. That's from Chris from Perth. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure making the... the they're you know, making the uh, Who have waffle you got team. this week? We, we have got the Eagles. Okay. And I'm not sure making them all-powerful is the answer, is the panacea. I mean, we and they have allowed Will Schofield to play. Kane Mitchell was good. Kane Mitchell played for him mm. on the weekend. He actually looked all right. I, I was thinking I should As recruit he should. Him. <laughs> well, have a look. <laughs> he's been out for a couple of years, and I don't know where Where's he's he playing. playing. Re- he's been regional WA. Yeah. yeah, so he actually looked like he hadn't left. But making the Eagles more powerful and – Winning premierships in the waffle, I don't know. Does that help them no. in that respect? No. So, but they need to be better. I mean, you can't have 111-point losses. And they're only down because they've got 17 injuries. If and they, they had to, So Robbie will tell you, if you've got 12, if he's got 12 Eagles playing... This he is win, Rob Wiley, the yeah, coach. he's the coach of the waffle Eagles waffle team. He says if they've got 12 Eagles, they win. They've got eight, eight Eagles, they're competitive. And like at the moment, they've got two or three, they get pumped. So it's... It's fraught with danger. It's got to be somewhere in the middle, which is what they want. They want this is what the West Australian Footy Commission has said they are striving for is to get them competitive somewhere in the middle. It's just not working at the moment, is it? I, I'll tell you what was interesting. Um, that uh, that other co- that other comment he made there about boosting their development mm-hmm. and their you know their development coaches maybe. Well, you know, there's a problem there, Barrow, though, and this is this is that can be addressed. You know how soft cap. Yes, the soft cap is low. It that needs is- to come back up. Everything else has come back up. The soft cap hasn't. That is uh, that that might that might actually be what the problem is, you know, because you know who was in town. Brad Lloyd was in town this week, and you know Brad La- Brad Lloyd goes around and does um, public speaking about what clubs need, and so he sp- he actually spoke to the waffle, and our talent manager was there, and he said he was inspirational, and he was talking about what they do at Carlton, and and what matters to them. And they have things like uh, a 36-hour rule. If there's an issue that arises, it must be addressed within 36 hours. They conduct three surveys per year across every relationship within their club. So, they, so, so they're continually reviewing their scenario. They have a three-stage strategic plan, which makes a lot of sense. When they're um, negotiating, 
they feed the beast, they feed the media, they don't ignore it because they reckon that that can become uh, even a bigger problem. And they have a model what's called what matters, the what matters model. So it's people plus culture and system and infrastructure are their foundations. Their list manager and recruiting, high performance medical and coaching development are all pillars and their core is the players. So they, I mean, they sort of have worked out the system. It is, it's not ideal yet because they're not playing finals, are no. they? But that is where maybe West Coast can learn a bit from, from how Carlton's going. Hey, that was the thing we didn't talk about. What did you think about Simo allowing Kerno to just go absolutely ballistic on us? Well, Brass should have gone on to him earlier. Exactly. I mean, the, it was, he didn't have one hand tied head. behind his back because they've got injuries. But Rotham, he's... How do you feel for Rotham? I felt for him. He, could, could he recover this week from that? Well, now, he got destroyed like no one's ever been destroyed. Yeah, Even Bunger had a screamer taken on him he that did. keeps getting replayed. He, he must did. be hating that. Was that... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I like can't that. I can't No, I thought... Josh getting towed like that. I thought that uh, Barash should have gone into him a lot earlier than And I know did. they kept... And, and, and Voss, to his credit, was very clever the way every time they tried to move someone on a Kernay, he'd flipped their forward line such that, you know, it was a disadvantage to West Coast. So he's very clever in that respect. But there must have been a way that Barras could just stay on Kerno because he was the man in hot form. Maybe Mackay bobs up, but nine, no one's kicked nine at Optus no, before. No, no, it was eight. It was Buddy in the first game and Josh Kennedy in his farewell game. So it's the most that's been kicked there by an individual in an AFL game. I was a bit perplexed about yep, that. So or, or could they have grabbed Oscar Allen back? No. Leave him where he is. I know. He's, 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 kept- le- he's, he's, he's getting better every week, Oscar. No, leave him where he is. Don't put him into the ruck. They're doing the right thing by Oscar but Allen. But is that what, – what do you mean in terms of injury? No, leave him at full forward to, to – But pl- the ball wasn't going up there. I know, and, and that is tough. But And every now and then he gets a bit high because he needs to, you know, needs to get into to the action. But and he's got that great record of kicking multiple goals. He kicked two goals. goals in a game where the ball was fairly – Every game he's kicked multiple down goals, down yeah, which he is has. unheard of. It's, it's in a in a bottom team. I think it's never a re- heard of record for a bottom team. Yeah. actually, I think he's. Or what about who else could they have thrown back? What about Jack Darling? Yep, I would have thrown Jack Darling back there. Yeah, because he wasn't doing much where he was. No. <laughs> exactly. So oh, that's a really good call, Barra. Oh, that's what I would do. Uh, high quarters and Barra. It always strikes me as tokenism at the extreme that the Essendon v Geelong country match is played at the MCG. Shouldn't it be played in regional centres? A home game for the Bombers could be played in Ballarat or Cairns. When it is the Cats' home game, it should be played in Geelong, which has the best home ground advantage in the competition. In future years, the Gather Round should hold the country match at regional grounds if both clubs in the AFL are fair income. Giddy up, Cosmo Kramer. In brackets, Michelle. Uh, I like the Cosmo Kramer reference. Giddy up. It's probably a good point. If you're going to have a regional match and it's played at the G, but of course it's all about two big drawing clubs, money Mm. in the coffers. That's what it's about. Yeah, but also it's about being able to get to the game. And also I think it's about putting giving money back to the regional centres too. But also if they play in a regional centre, you can't all go. That's Whereas right. you play at the G, everyone can go Although to the G. Although Geelong being and, and reconstructed. And the country people love coming up. So I'm not sure what the new capacity at Geelong will be, but they've obviously got that new grandstand at the River End being built. Yeah. So that so What is it, 40, 50, 50, isn't make it? A, make a big difference. But 100, so. so it means everyone from the bush can go and they make yep. a heap of dough and they send it back out to the bush. High quarters and Barra, the Sydney Swans v GWS Giants was a thriller at the SCG. What is needed to make the Giants a must-see attraction at Giants Stadium? It was exciting to see Gold Coast have a rare win in Melbourne. I agree with that. The Suns, they've just been mm. way below expectations, I think, the Suns, for as long as they've been around and the, and the concessions they were given early. But mm. they did have a – the AFL should not have allowed the flood of players back. So well done, Gold Coast, for beating Richmond. Who I think they beat them three games in a row too, Barrow, by the way. Uh, yeah, look, the Giants are a problem. It, it is a, a, a problem in the, um, the Western Corridor of Sydney. And I don't know, It's they planted the flag in the ground and said we're prepared to wade this one out. Out. It's going to take some time, but certainly performances like uh, Toby Green's at the weekend can't do any harm. And they made the grand final in 2017, and really on the back of that, didn't get much yeah. bang for their buck, did they? So it's but an issue. League, but leagues seem to get strong. Rugby league has seemed to get it is, stro- no, it is stronger, stronger in Sydney. It is, and mainly because the western suburbs is dominating. Well, the Penrith, two, Parramatta, uh, two. <laughs> those two teams played off in the grand final. So, and so the poor old Giants in Sydney, they probably are lagging a little bit. And maybe Toby Green is the answer because they like villains. The other game, the Gold Coast, um, that was a great win at, at Marvel. And Powley, 
Young young Powell, very good. Very good. He is. Uh, coming Powell off that horrific injury last year, Powell and Rao, very good. Uh, this one from James Brown. I feel good, Barra. James Brown. Uh, hi, Quarters and Barra. I frequently go to sports nights where you can meet and hear from current star players from both WA clubs. My question for you is, of the current young players for both teams, who do you anticipate having both the footy stature and the personality to appear at these nights in years to come? That's, that's a really good email. You do a fair few sportsman's nights, don't you? Yeah, so what's the question? Who are, well, who are, who are the emerging stars at the Eagles and Dockers who you think could be good talent behind the, you know, on, a, on stage at sportsman's night behind the mic later on? It's a good question. It's hard so, to answer so that. Jai Cully, actually came back to the field a bit, Jai Cully, on the weekend, which was a very hard game. Well, that happens. Very, very what, how game. many games of footies he You can't kick yet. four every week, but no. Jeepers. I mean, the ball's only up there 38 times yeah. as well. Um, Jinby, a bit of a country boy. Oscar Allen, uh, is, is he young talent? I don't know. He's very good. He's I mean, pretty he's, smart. Yeah. He's, he's captain material. Yeah, for oh, sure. So he will be, he'll be the next Man, this, And similarly, I think across at Frio, probably someone like an Andrew Brayshaw comes from the Brayshaw clan. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well-versed in the media. Absolutely. I Even Sarong. I'll tell you who's killed it uh, is Will Schofield in terms of podcasting and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. He's very he, – as a retired bloke. Second best podcast uh, behind yeah. uh, this one. Or third, maybe. Or third behind Hardball yeah. Gets, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, high quarters and Barra, big fan of the show. Welcome, Barra. I'm a diehard Eagles fan and I'm obviously hurting at the moment, but it's clear we need to clean out and start to play kids. Jinby looks a future gun. So this question is for Barra. If you were to become president of the West Coast Eagles right now, what changes would you make? What would be your first order of business to re- resurrect this giant club? That's from Ben. I tell you what, it would be it'd be a seductive, seductive. It would be seductive because they've got so much money, and so many fans, and so much support. A brilliant facility. You could you could really do a lot, and not saying they're not doing a lot, and that you know it does take a while to turn the wheel, but it feels like, you know, it, everything's there for you. You don't have to battle for anything, really, do you? And you and now you're going to get some draft picks as well. And you know Jinby's going to come good. He's an uh, absolute star. Chesser, Long, it's Winder. A, it's just Hewitt. It, you know, like I, I would Alan. say, if I was if I was to come in as chairman, I would think, you know what, this is a good time to be chairman. Or, or Ben Wyatt or someone like that. So what's that, your or, first order of business? Well, <laughs> Seductive. <laughs> what are you having a gentleman's smoke evening? Bring Wusher onto the board. I'd bring Wusher as well because yeah. I reckon, you know, you need a bit of that grit. Yeah. As well, they'd stare him in the eyes and stare down the Victorians as well. You know, I'd 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 garner someone like Wusher as well. I'd bring him with me. You'd have to have a team, and I don't want to go too much into what changes I'd make because you know a lot of these people are friends of mine and what would what would happen. But I would feel very very confident about what you could do. I mean, that club is a leviathan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're based on Hawthorne, as you know. They built the club around. The Hawthorne Family Club thing. They went and studied Hawthorne and took all their ideas and brought them back here. And you know how many flags Hawthorne's won? Yeah, I've got a fair idea, Barra. <laughs> Thank you, Barra. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your mail. Please send them into quarters and Barra at wanews.com.au. We will endeavour to read them all out, and one of you will be the lucky winner of um, a Thirsty Camel product. Uh, thank you for your time. We look forward to talking to you on Thursday. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch Gamble responsibly. Please call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Look forward to previewing round eight on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.